Welcome to the podcast, Enjoy Your Stay. I'm Holly Giles, a super host on Airbnb. Here is where I'll share my heart for hospitality as a short-term rental owner, along with how I started an Airbnb from scratch. Listen in each week as I tackle creative ways to turn a profit in our small town and turn my Southern Florida charm into guest-pleasing stays. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 18, three keys to great guest communication. Communicating with your guest is number one prior to them coming and experiencing your short-term rental, Airbnb, VRBO, direct booking. And we wanna make the best foot forward that we can. It all starts with our guest communication. So number one, I've kind of broken it down into three keys, but it's pretty basic. Number one, before the booking. When someone requests to book, now I do not have instant booking on any platform that I'm on because I want to ask some questions. I'm still, you know, leery about some people. I want to get to know them a little bit. We've avoided some disasters by doing this. So I recommend maybe not doing instant booking, especially if you're new. You want to ask questions. You want to communicate with your potential guest to make sure it's a right fit for your place. So number one, before the booking, when they request a book or maybe they have an inquiry about your place, some things you can ask are, where are you coming from? What brings you to the area? Those are just a couple simple, non-threatening things you can ask to get your potential guests to open up a little bit to tell you why they're here. They're here to go on vacation to Disney World. They're here to visit family. They're here just to experience the area. They're thinking of moving to Florida. All of those are valid reasons. If you get crickets and no response, then maybe a little flag goes up that if this guest doesn't want to communicate, you don't want to know their life story, but you are having them come and stay in your investment, your property. So you want to know a little bit about them. Now, the more that you get, the more that you can have make an informed decision. Another question you can ask is, are there any more guests staying other than what you've put on the reservation? That's a pretty good question because sometimes people just put one. (laughs) There's one person coming. I sleep six, so that kind of makes me question, is there really just one? Why would just one person want to stay here? So you wanna ask those questions, because it could be, oh yeah, I forgot to put there's eight of us staying. Well, that's not gonna be a good fit for this property. We can only accommodate six. So you can get that out of the way before it goes any further and you're having complications and cancellations and all those types of things. So give that a quick thing before they book, ask them questions. Maybe they're gonna ask you questions. Nine times out of 10, they are gonna ask you a question that is front and center on your booking. Go ahead and answer. Don't make anyone feel bad for not reading your description, which we've all learned a lot of people skim these days. They don't read. They aren't gonna read the details, so we'll get into step two about the details. So if they ask you a redundant question, be kind respond, respond with their first name and answer the question. And they could ask you five questions. That's okay. (laughs) Just answer the question. 
So this is going to give you some insight in who's staying when you ask about the other people coming with them. You're going to find out, are there children? Are there children under two? Uh, are there all adults? Is there teenagers in the mix? What are they coming here for? Are they coming for a wedding? Are they coming for a family reunion? Are they coming to visit the parks? That kind of gives you a little bit of information that can go toward what we talked about before is your hospitality. Now, what can we do in advance to make your stay more comfortable? That's another great question. We want to do that before booking or after they've booked, before they've actually come. If a lot of my people book kind of far in advance if they're making plans. Some people might book just a month in advance, but generally I have a month or two. So I want to communicate with them a few times. I'm not bombarding them with emails. I, I've kind of broken it down into a system, but I do want to check in. If, if our time frame is two, three, four months out, I want to check in with them. What can we do for you in advance to make your stay more comfortable? And that gives them the opportunity to ask for a high chair, a, a portable fan. Some people like to sleep with a fan, just a, an idea. Beach chairs, just something like that. That opens up the opportunity for your guests, now that we've accepted them, your guest, to ask for something that might make their stay more comfortable. Wow, what a nice thing they've offered. Well, you know, could you possibly do this? Now, nine times out of 10, no one's going to ask for anything weird, but some people might need a high chair. They might need a pack and play. They might want an extra pillow or something like that, that that gives them the opportunity and freedom to go ahead and ask you for that. Then what I do about two weeks prior to their stay is I send them a wel our welcome book and as a PDF format. So our welcome book that they're going to find when they come into the home is in PDF, form, PDF format that I send to them two weeks before their stay. That gives them the opportunity to know what to expect in advance before they come to my home. It reminds them of our house guidelines. I can share with them the little quirks and nuances about this house. It also has local information so they could plan their trip in advance. It reminds them of check-in and check-out procedures. And then I have a list of items that they can request prior to their stay that I might need to bring from home or get it from our storage or something like that. So I'm touching base with them and communicating at least twice before they come to stay with us. So let's go back to number one, before the booking. Before we even accept their booking, we're gonna ask a couple questions. Where are they coming? Uh, what brings you to the area? That type of thing. How many people are in your reservation? Are there any children? And you can get more information about kids later, but it's always good to know the age range in case you need to make accommodations. Either taking things out or bringing things in, you wanna know that in advance. Now, step two. Step two is during their stay. What I do is I really, uh, I have only met just a couple of my guests in person because I want them to come in here and feel like this is their home for three days, seven days, two weeks, however long it is that they're staying. I want to make sure they have what they need. So what I do is the day of check-in, I don't send my door code until the day of check-in and touch base with them. 
and it's a little bit you know directional in that email because I give them specific directions on how to get in the door <laughs> and I let them know uh, we want we want you to have a wonderful stay we do not disturb we make it a point not to disturb our guests during their stay however we are available to you anytime for questions if you can't find something if something happens uh, if there's an issue that needs attention we are here for you we live close by you know all those different things so we let them know in advance we're not going to show up at the door and say hi how are you i'm i'm holly <laughs> uh, we are going to leave them alone we do self-check-in unless someone would like us to meet them here. We are happy to do so. But otherwise, we are generally self-check-in, which most people like. That gives them the freedom to come in whenever they choose and not have to feel obligated to anything. And that works out well for us. So that's what I do right when they get here is I send them that message. Please let us know if there's something that needs attention upon your arrival uh, anytime. Let's let us know. Now, generally for our three to four night stays, uh, we really aren't communicating past that unless they need something or they have a question. Other than that, if I have someone staying for seven to 10 days, I probably check in with them about day four. If a, one of our vendors has not seen them or spoken to them or anything like that, check in, just a quick check in. Making sure you're enjoying your stay. Anything you know we can do for you, let us know. That just, again, opens the opportunity. Maybe there is something, but they really don't want to reach out. That gives them the open opportunity to then come back and say, well, actually, you know, this, I can't find this, or so-and-so doesn't seem to be working. Can you help us out? All those things lends the opportunity for your guests to then reach out. And that just makes them a little bit more comfortable. Now we do have vendors that show up here during the week on Mondays and Tuesdays, the lawn is taken care of and then on, uh, on Mondays and then on Tuesdays, the pool man comes and the, the lawn people are my family, <laughs> my husband and my son. And so they're here on property, they're taking care of the lawn, they're watering plants, whatever. Uh, they do not make a point to interact with our guests. However, sometimes our guests might come out to interact with them, which is fine. Sometimes they don't come out of the house at all, which is perfectly fine. But usually if they need something, they'll step out and, and, and do so, which is, which is great. And then the pool man actually, you know, has to come in the pool enclosure. Our guests are aware of that and interact that way. And our pool man can notice, you know, if something needs attention, he can let us know as well. Now there's a lot of times where we have guests on that back end where no vendors are on the property, no one comes there at all. And you know, that works out that way as well. Now on the night before checkout, I send a message, just depending on my day, I try to do it kind of earlier evening I send a message. I hope you've had a wonderful stay. We appreciate you staying with us here at River City Properties, at River City's Retreat. And uh, I just want to let you know, let me know if you have any questions about uh, checkout and just a couple things, you know, I touch base with them on. And please, you know, come back again. I will be in touch 
tomorrow evening or whatever that is. Because what I do at after checkout is I come and look over the place, make sure, you know, it's not in the shambles <laughs> and that everything's good. So that day, I really try to write the review and return their security deposit. So I let them know once they've checked out, I say, uh, thank you, safe travels, have a wonderful trip. I will message you later today when I've left a review and returned your security deposit. So I'm letting them know that's what I'm gonna do today. I'm gonna write a review and I'm gonna return their security deposit so they don't have to wonder when is she gonna return it on. I'm gonna do it today. And that really kind of gives them a sense of relief. Okay, I don't have to think about that. I don't have to badger her about that. She's let me know she's going to leave a review. And what that does is to remind them to leave a review as well. We definitely want everyone to leave us a review. We, we Our goal is five stars. We'll talk about that in another session. But that's what we want from our guests. And we hope we've given them that experience. So, so far we've talked about two key things. Number one, before the booking, we're going to find out who they are, why they're coming, how many people are coming. Then we're gonna to touch base. What can we do for you in advance before your stay? Then about two weeks, and it could be one week. You know, you've got a little buffer there depending on your time frame. I send out that welcome book that gives them the opportunity to know what to expect in advance before coming. That way, if there's any issues, we can resolve that before they come, all right? Because sometimes people don't read, people don't remember what they signed and all those types of things. That's just giving them another opportunity to remind them on what we expect from our guests and um, what they can expect from us. Very positive. Number two, during their stay. I do that at check-in, the little, the whole thing, uh, getting in touch and so forth. We do have vendors that come on the property. And then the night before they check out, we're going to send them a message, touching base, blah, blah, blah. And I'll be in touch with you tomorrow after I leave a review and return the security deposit. Number three, after their stay. So after their stay, I am going to come and do a checkout inspection uh, every single time. Generally, I'm the one cleaning because I'm having a hard time <laughs> getting cleaning people. Generally, I'm going to be here that day, if not right after they leave, sometime during that day, I'm going to be here. And I'm going to come, I'm, we're going to look through the property, look over everything, and I'm going to give their security deposit back. I have never so far kept anyone's security deposit. And I'll talk about that pretty soon in another episode about security deposits, why I particularly do that, and what I feel like it does for us as a whole in keeping the integrity of our short-term rental. So anyway, I come in, I do the checkout inspection, and then I go and do the review. And I do the refund, whatever platform I'm using, I go in there and I do their refund. Then I send them a message. Thank you so much for staying with us at River Cities Retreat. We appreciate you. We hope you had a wonderful stay. And safe trucks, a lot of people are doing destinations when they come here. We hope you arrived home safely. Uh, I have left you a five-star review. Most of the time I do. And refunded your security deposit. Look for an email from 
Airbnb or VRBO, that's what they do when they're refunding that money that I sent them back. So I'm telling them what I did and what to expect. Now, I try to collect emails in advance from my guests and I'm, I am going to move towards uh, addresses if they'll, and that's not mandatory, that's optional if they'll give that to me. And so about a month or so later, if I have their email, I'm going to send them a little note thanking them again for visiting with us. Uh, do you, who do you know that would love to come to Florida or planning a trip to Florida? We would love to host your family and friends. Here's our information. Uh, if you want to return, we will welcome you back. Uh, you are welcome to book on platform. Uh, if we have, we have a lot of guests that we would direct book with. I would give them that information and share that with them, how they could direct book with us. So again, I'm touching base with them. I'm recreating in their mind, they're remembering their stay here and what a great time they had, the amenities when they're looking forward to planning their next vacation. And this you could take as far as you want. You could do another one three months later, six months later, a time frame that they booked. So let's say they booked your place, they contacted you in April and they came and stayed in September. Contact them then in April. Are you planning another trip to Florida? We would love to host your family. So you're, you're touching base, you're creating a relationship. Even if you never met that guest in person, you're creating and cultivating that relationship for future bookings. Future bookings from them, and from their friends and family. Again, that's what we want. We want those referrals. We want repeat guests. We want quality people in here. And that's what we're going to do. We have guests that we love. We would love to have them back. And we're going to give them opportunities to do that. Maybe we're going to offer them a deal. Maybe we're going to offer them tickets to something that's happening or going on. Because you've made notes, I hope, on those guests why they were here, perhaps what they did, where they went, and that helps you remember that guest and contacting them for those specific reasons. Hey, you visited Blue Springs in the summertime, but did you know the manatees are here in the wintertime? And here that would be up through March. If you're planning a trip to Florida, we would love to host you here. We are 10 minutes from that state park where people visit all around the world to come and see manatees. And, you know, something like that, just bringing different ideas to them. They might not have thought about why they want to return to your location. So those are my three key tips today for guest communication. I think it really helps your stay. It helps your comfort level and their comfort level. You're going to have guests who don't want to see you face to face and really don't want to communicate with you either. <laughs> and that's okay. As long as you vetted them ahead of time and you feel good about it, that's okay. You don't have to communicate at all with them, but you're still going to follow those basic communication steps because even though they don't really want to reach out and communicate with you because they just want to come and enjoy and leave, you still want to make sure you do your key things. This is what I'm going to do. I am available for your stay. Those types of things, just minimal if you need to with those guests. Then you have guests you might become friends with, which is wonderful. And I do feel a connection with 
most, <laughs> all of my guests. And even though I've only met, I think, two or three of my guests, I've only met them in person. Yet the way we communicate, the way I communicate in advance and during their stay and after their stay, we still have that connection as possible friends or business friends that they can maybe you know ask questions I've had some email and ask questions about the area after they stayed or or different things they communicate because now I am their contact for this area I am their contact for central Florida and they can feel comfortable in contacting me and asking me about different things and that's exactly what I want from my guests. So I hope you got some little tidbits you might not have thought of or things that you can implement in your guest communication that can make your stays go a lot easier. There might always, you know, some mishaps are going to happen during a stay eventually. And having this communication in place can help that go a lot smoother where you can still end up with your five-star review and guests that you want to have back if you've already established that communication and can work something out with your guests during their stay if there's an issue. So take those three key things, make it your own, add in things you want to do. We don't want to over communicate, but we don't want to under communicate. And sometimes your guests will give you that gauge by the way that they return communication with you. You can kind of gauge how they're going to be. So definitely take that into consideration. Thanks for joining us here today on episode 18, three keys to guest communication. We look forward to coming back with you with our next episode. And until then, enjoy your stay. Are you wondering what draws people to our sleepy little town north of Orlando? Subscribe to Enjoy Your Stay on your favorite app to find out. Tune in to hear my business tips, guest experiences, and along the way I'll showcase the wonders of Florida that make it the natural choice for your next vacation.